Welcome to Puritans Read. Reading aloud, great Puritan works, authors and biographies. Today, episode 17 of the letters of Samuel Rutherford. We're beginning in the middle of a long letter to his parishioners. I have heard, and my soul is grieved for it, that since my departure from you, many among you are turned back from the good old way to the dog's vomit again. Let me speak to these men. It is not without God's special direction that the first sentence that ever my mouth uttered to you was that, and Jesus said, for judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not may see, and that they which see might be made blind. John 9.39 Is it possible that my first meeting and yours may be when we shall both stand before the dreadful judge of the world? and in the name and authority of the Son of God, my great King and Master, I write by these presents summonses to those men. I arrest their souls and bodies to the day of our compearance. Their eternal damnation standeth subscribed and sealed in heaven by the handwriting of the great judge of quick and dead. And I am ready to stand up as a preaching witness against such to their face on that day and to say amen to their condemnation, except they repent. The vengeance of the gospel is heavier than the vengeance of the law. The mediator's malediction and vengeance is twice vengeance, and that vengeance is the due portion of such men. And there I leave them as bondmen, I, and until they repent and amend. Ye were witnesses how the Lord's day was spent while I was among you. O sacrilegious robber of God's day! What wilt thou answer the Almighty when he seeketh so many Sabbaths back again from thee? What will the cursor, swearer, and blasphemer do when his tongue shall be roasted in that broad and burning lake of fire and brimstone? And what will the drunkard do when tongue, lungs, and liver, bones and all, shall Boil and shall fry in a torturing fire. He shall be far from his barrels of strong drink then, and there is not a cold well of water for him in hell. What shall be the case of the wretch, the covetous man, the oppressor, the deceiver, the earthworm who can never get his womb full of clay, Psalm seventeen fourteen? When, in the day of Christ, gold and silver must lie burnt in ashes, and he must compare and answer his judge and quit his clayey and naughty heaven. 
Woe, woe, forevermore. Be to the time-turning atheist who hath one God and one religion for summer and another God and another religion for winter and the day of fanning when Christ fanneth all that is in his barn floor who hath a conscience for every fair and market and the soul of him runneth upon these oiled wheels time, custom, the world and command of men. Oh, if the careless atheist and sleeping man who edgeth by all with, God forgive our pastors if they lead us wrong, we must do as they command, and layeth down his head upon time's bosom, and giveth his conscience to a deputy, and sleepeth so, till the smoke of hellfire fly up in his throat, and cause him to start out of his doleful bed. Oh, if such a man would awake, many woes are for the overgilded and gold-plastered hypocrite. A heavy doom is for the liar and white-tongued flatterer and the flying book of God's fearful vengeance, twenty cubits long and ten cubits broad, that goeth out from the face of God, shall enter into the house and in upon the soul of him that stealeth and sweareth falsely by God's name. Zechariah 5. Two and three. I denounce eternal burning hotter than Sodom's flames upon the men that boil in filthy lusts of fornication, adultery, incest, and the like wickedness. No room, no, not a footbreadth for such vile dogs within the clean Jerusalem. Many of you put off all with this, God forgive us, we know no better. I renew my old answer, the judge is coming in flaming fire, with all his mighty angels to render vengeance to all those who know not God and believe not. Second Thessalonians one eight. I have often told you that security will slay you. All men say they have faith, as many men and women now, as many saints in heaven. And all believe, say you, so that every foul dog is clean enough and good enough for the clean and new Jerusalem above. Every man hath conversion and the new birth, but it is not leal come. They had never a sick night for sin. Conversion came to them in a night dream. In a word, hell will be empty at the day of judgment, and heaven painful. Alas, it is neither easy nor ordinary to believe and to be saved. Many must stand in the end at heaven's gates, Luke 13.25. When they go to take out their faith, they take out a fair nothing or as ye used to speak, a blaflume. Oh, lamentable disappointment. I pray you, I charge you, in the name of Christ, make fast work of Christ and salvation. I know there are some believers among you, and I write to you 
Oh, poor, broken-hearted believers. All the comforts of Christ in the Old and New Testament are yours. Oh, what a father and husband you have. Oh, if I had pen and ink, an engine to write of him. Let heaven and earth be consolidated into massy and pure gold. It will not weigh the thousandth part of Christ's love to a soul, even to me, a poor prisoner. Oh, that is a massy and marvelous love. Men and angels, unite your force and strength in one. You shall not heave nor poise it off the ground. Ten thousand worlds, as many worlds as angels can number, and then as a new world of angels can multiply, would not all be the bulk of a balance to weigh Christ's excellency, sweetness, and love. Put ten earths into one, and let a rose grow greater than ten whole earths or whole worlds. Oh, what beauty would be in it, and what a smell would it cast. But a blast of the breath of that fairest rose in all God's paradise, even of Christ Jesus our Lord, one look of that fairest face would be infinitely in beauty and smell above all imaginable and created glory. I wonder that men can bite off Christ. I would esteem myself blessed if I could make an open proclamation and gather all the world that are living upon the earth, Jew and Gentile, and all that shall be born till the blowing of the last trumpet, to flock round about Christ and to stand looking, wondering, admiring, and adoring his beauty and sweetness. For his fire is hotter than any other fire, his love sweeter than common love, his beauty surpasses all other beauty. When I am heavy and sad, one of his love looks would do me Michael World's good. Oh, if you would fall in love with him, how blessed were I, how glad would my soul be to help you to love him. But amongst us all, we could not love him enough. He is the son of the Father's love and God's delight. The Father's love lieth all upon him. Oh, if all mankind would fetch all their love and lay it upon him. Invite him and take him home to your houses in the exercise of prayer morning and evening, as I often desired you, especially now. Let him not want lodging in your houses, nor lie in the fields when he is shut out of pulpits and crooks. If you will be content to take heaven by violence and the wind on your face for Christ and his cross, I am here one who hath some trial of Christ's cross, and I can say that Christ was ever kind to me, but he overcometh himself, if I may speak so, in kindness while I suffer for him. I give you my word for it. Christ's cross is not so evil as they call it. It is sweet, light, and comfortable. I would not want the visitations of love and the very breathings of Christ's mouth when he kisseth, and my Lord's delightsome smiles and love embracements under my sufferings for him, for a mountain of gold, or for all the honors 
court and grandeur of velvet Kirkman. Christ hath the yoke and heart of my love. I am my beloved's, and my well-beloved is mine. Oh, that you were handfasted to Christ. Oh, my dearly beloved in the Lord, I would, I could change my voice, and had a tongue tuned by the hands of my Lord, and had the art of speaking of Christ, that I might point out to you the worth and highness and greatness and excellency of that fairest and renowned bridegroom. I beseech you, by the mercies of the Lord, by the sighs, tears, and heart's blood of our Lord Jesus, by the salvation of your poor and precious souls, set up the mountain that you and I may meet before the Lamb's throne amongst the congregation of the firstborn. The Lord grant that that may be the trysting place, that you and I may put up our hands together and pluck and eat the apples off the tree of life, and that we may feast together and drink together of that pure river of the water of life that cometh out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Oh, how little is your handbreadth and span length of days here. Your inch of time is less than when you and I parted. Eternity, eternity is coming, posting on with wings. Then shall every man's blacks and whites be brought to light. Oh, how low will your thoughts be of this fair-skinned but heart-rotten apple, the vain, vain, feckless world, when the worms shall make them houses in your eye-holes and shall eat off the flesh from the balls of your cheeks and shall make that body a number of dry bones. Think not that the common gate of serving God, as neighbors and others do, will bring you to heaven. Few, few are saved. The devil's court is thick and many. He hath the greatest number of mankind for his vassals. I know this world is a forest of thorns in your way to heaven, but you must go through it. Acquaint yourselves with the Lord. Hold fast Christ. Hear his voice only. Bless his name. Sanctify and keep holy his day. Keep the new commandment. Love one another. Let the Holy Spirit dwell in your bodies and be clean and holy. Love not the world. Lie not. Love and follow truth. Learn to know God. Keep in mind what I taught you, for God will seek an account of it when I am far from you. Abstain from all evil and all appearance of evil. Follow good carefully and seek peace and follow after it. Honor your king and pray for him. Remember me to God in your prayers. I cannot forget you. I told you often while I was with you, and now I write it again. Heavy, sad, and sore is that stroke of the Lord's wrath that is coming upon Scotland. Woe, woe, woe to this harlot land, for they shall take the cup of God's wrath from his hands and drink and spew and fall 
and not rise again. In, 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 with speed to your stronghold, you prisoners of hope, and hide you there till the anger of the Lord pass. Follow not the pastors of this land, for the sun has gone down upon them. As the Lord liveth, they lead you from Christ and from the good old way. Yet the Lord will keep the holy city and make this withered kirk to bud again like a rose and a field blessed of the Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. The prayers and blessings of a prisoner of Christ in bonds for him and for you be with you all. Amen. Your loving and lawful pastor, S.R. That was episode 17 of the Letters of Samuel Rutherford. <laughs>